and then you find out, which is cheating, I guess, but that's pretty much what I do if I can't figure it out. Yeah, I do too. Or you can just hit the cast thing on the, if you're watching it on um, TV, you know, you can just hit the exactly. cast thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, one of the people, I don't know if you know who she is, Essie Davis, she's an Australian actress. She's in Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. And I, I no, thought, I yeah. oh, I, I go, I don't know. I know I've seen her. It turned out I saw her in The Girl in the Pearl Earring. Oh, wow. I mean, and she looked totally different. I mean, her voice was different. She moved different. Her hair color was different. I mean, it, it, it was like a different person. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I'm talking about. It just it. Right. And, and I mean, I I but with Miss Fisher, I was like, it was it when you're watching a regular TV series like on PBS, you, there's no cast thing. They don't. It doesn't pop up. It's not like a movie. <laughs> you have to. Well, I. You have to do a little investigative. Work yes, exactly. To figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> You got to hit your IMBD, you know. Well, yep. did I see this yep. person before? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I just, I had, it's been a while. Um, anything new and exciting happening? Any events? Or, I mean, now that we can have events? Um, <laughs> I know. It's, I, well, I can't even remember when the last time it was we spoke. Um, I have, um, yeah, I'm going to be at an event actually next Tuesday night at Barrett Bookstore in Darien with um, Wendy Walker and Tess Wagert and Kat Rosenfeld. So it's really, it's um, celebrating Tess's new book. Um, I don't know if, you're, if you've talked to her before. Um, she's writing a series, like a, a detective sort of series. Um, so we're going to be just chatting about all things thriller, but also celebrating the release of her, her newest book. And that's, I think, at like, I think it's at 6.30 next week oh gosh okay that's yeah. cool um and what's 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 yeah. the name of her book her um she it's called the shana merchant series that is her is the protagonist and the newest one is the kind to kill hmm. i'm not familiar with her work yeah yeah she's a very good writer um so yeah so that i was at crime bake a few like a month three weeks ago something like that in um near Boston for a conference. That was a lot of fun. Got to see some people. And um, and probably not really too many events until our book comes out in May. And then, I, you know, we're, we don't have a schedule yet, but hopefully we'll have a full book tour at that point. Um, it's been a while because our last two books came out, uh, well, the one came out right at the pandemic, The White Stalker, in 2020. And then The Stranger in the Mirror came out a year later. We were They were doing you know, some events, but it really still wasn't, like, full on. So I'm very hopeful that, you know, we uh, were able to to do a real tour in next next May. I think that is something that's really interesting that, you know, they tried with the online, uh, you know, webazars and uh, Comic-Con with the webazars and all that stuff, and it's just I it's the reason you go to those things, even literacy things or charity things or whatever, it's to mingle. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can't really mingle on Zoom. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. No, it's definitely not. I mean, you know, it, it was better than nothing. And I, and I think that, you know, the positive part of that is that, like all a lot of the meetings that we all used to have in conference calls, now we're like, well, why don't we just Zoom? And it's so much nicer because you, you can see everyone's face and you can talk. But in, in terms of camaraderie with other writers and then meeting readers and, and really connecting, there's nothing like an in-person event. Yeah. I mean, book signings and 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 and, also, and book fairs and where you get to meet like really famous like uh, Dan Brown or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was, that was so amazing. exciting. The um, last time I was at the book fair was, gosh, many years ago. I think it was 2016 or something. And Dan Brown was at the L.A. Book Fair, and it was like, I got to meet Dan Brown, even if I only spoke to him like five seconds, but I still got to meet him. <laughs> That's good. Did you, get to, did you get to take a picture? Yeah, I got a picture, and I got an autograph on my book. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's great. I, I get so excited. I was like I was like that when I met Richard Matheson. He wrote Somewhere in Time, and he did a lot of Twilight Zones, and great writer. Um and I, I met him, and it was like, because that's like a hero, you know? It's like, and or somebody like Ray Bradbury. When you meet somebody of that, you're just like, ah! <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> fangirl when I meet authors like that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like that. I think we all are when we meet, you know, I, I was able to interview Dean Koontz. Oh, I met, yeah. You know, it was on a Zoom, but still. Um, I mean, I was nervous about that for like a month before and excited, but it was it was such a highlight, you know, to, because this is an author who I've admired for years. I have all of his books, and um, yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, my first ever panel at a convention, I was on with Larry Nivens. He was sitting next to me. I was like, I thought I was going to die, but he was really nice. It was like he knew, and he just was really sweet and friendly and uh, just lovely, but I was the one who was having the little coronary inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other person that happened was with D.C. Fontana, she, Dorothy Fontana. She wrote, she was a producer and wrote a lot of Star Trek and Hero because she was like one of the first women uh, screen uh, TV writers that were that was in the writing room. There wasn't that many. Uh, right. In, in the '60s, so she's a hero, and she was. She and I both were the same. We both came in early, so she came in. She goes hi, and I go hi, and went uh inside. <laughs> 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 and she sat down next to me, and she goes hi, I'm Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> But and so I told her I was really honest. I said I, I'm such a huge fan and I'm really nervous. She goes, Oh, don't be nervous. I'm just a fellow writer. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I I don't know if you felt the same with Dean Koontz, but I was just terrified about sitting next to these people. <laughs> I was. I just. Well, I wouldn't say I was terrified, but I was definitely. Um, you know, nervous that I wanted to make sure that the interview went well, and I was thrilled to meet him. But I wasn't, again, it was on, um, it was a virtual interview, so I wasn't sitting next to him. Maybe if I had been, I would have been more nervous. But he, it was good. He was so nice. He was so nice. Just the nicest person. Really put me at ease. 
great I, guy. I love people. So. Yeah, the two I mentioned, um, all the authors I mentioned were all wonderful. They're all sweet, funny, friendly. Ray yeah, Bradbury is just like a big grandpa. Um, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I mean, that was just uh, uh, one of the authors that I interviewed, um, she wrote some of the Swisher books, Carrie Greenwood. I met her virtually, but she was really sweet. It was, but it's so weird to meet someone virtually. I mean, there's really no hope for me to meet her in person. She's in Australia. <laughs> you never know. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, when you were, do you interview authors a lot? I mean, is that a, do you do that too? Uh, well, I mean, sometimes this was this was for um, I'm on the board of, of um, international thriller writers, and so this was a an interview for Virtual Thriller Fest when um, you know when we weren't able to meet in person. So it was one of the slots for that, and that's how I how I was able to interview him. But then I also. Um, my, Wendy Walker and I do a lot of, we call it real book talk, R-E-E-L, so like when you make a reel, and we'll do, um, for new releases coming out for authors, you know, like a, a quick reel talking to them about like the inside scoop on their book. So, you know, we've done that, and then I, I think everybody was kind of getting into this when the pandemic was shutting everything down, and we were all so starved for some company. Um, you know, I had done some a thing called book brag where I would just interview different people but at this point like I said we just do a little bit more of the shorter things um, and now that we're all starting to meet more in person I think I, I'm, I also kind of feel like there's a bit of zoom and screen fatigue because there's so much you know content out there that, that, that people don't want to just be sitting in front of their computers I don't think all the time so we do like shorter little things on Instagram that kind of thing that's really cool uh, yeah. I think that's really fun too. Um, one of the things that I find interesting when I'm talking to all the different creative people I talk to is that all they want is to do what every, everybody wants. They just want people to like what they do. So <laughs> that's why they're there. There's, it's, it's not like you're trying to uh, discover their inner workings of their mind. You're trying to get them to, you know, come out of themselves and, and talk about stuff in a natural way. Is is that how you felt when you were interviewing for that conference? No, I mean, I, I when I'm interviewing as authors, I mean, I'm, I really t talk more craft and want to know how they do what they do and what their process is more than, you know, just small talk. Um, so that's the way that that's just the way that I that I focus um, on interviewing because I think too, you know, especially if someone's a fan, say like of a Dean Koontz, you know, they want to know what is his day like, you know, um, what's his writing process like, how does he do such a great job of making, you know, you turn that page and, you know, what are some of his secrets to creating suspense? I like to drill down a lot more into the craft of writing. Oh, I do that too, but I just, yeah. I, that's how I start is just tr trying to get people, you know, talking <laughs> naturally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, I don't know, like I said, I mean, you know, it, it just really just depends on the venue, right, and who you're doing it. If you're doing it for a writing conference, 
then people want to know about the writing, right? Yeah. So it mm-hmm. depends on who your audience is. If you've got a broader audience and they want to know more personally about the authors, you know, it makes total sense to do, to do a combination. But for what, what I've done has been really geared more towards the writing community, and that's why I focus on, on more of the craft. One of the things that I find interesting is readability. Is how do authors do that? Because every author has their own style of writing, but it's so important that that the person who buys your book wants to read it and and keep turning those pages. How do you feel you create the readability when you're writing your books? Well, I think we. My, you know, as you know, I write with my sister. I write some solo and some with my sister, but the books under the live name are written together with her. Um, so, so I think one of the real benefits of that is that before we even finish a first draft, when we're just writing chapters, we're showing it to each other and getting sort of that feedback. So if something is dragging or seems boring, you know, that and we're not sure about it, the other person will tactfully point that out. Um, and, <laughs> You know, we try, I think I think the real readability comes after three or four revisions. So we go through so many iterations of the book before it ever reaches the reader, and then, of course, the editor. And I, and I think that's where you have, if you're running on too long about something that could be boring or there's too much description, you know, for in a, in a thriller, say, that's where um, going through and reading it for what's interesting and, and and cutting out parts that are not or refining things. I really think all of that comes in the editing process because, um, you know, the first draft, you're just really kind of getting to know the character and getting to know the story. And so hopefully by the time we have reached uh, the point where it's the book is pre- being printed and then going to be in the hands of the readers, it's really gone through probably like 10 different iterations between all of our revisions, between doing everything with the editor, then the copy editor, all of that. And and I would hope that the final product is something that is making people want to keep reading and be interested. That's true. That's that's what's the most important thing. I, I, I just, um, there are certain authors that were known for that, like Ray Bradbury, Agatha Christie, people like that, that just you pick up one of their books and you can't stop reading the book. Right. <laughs> That's a good feeling when you pick a book up like that, you know, right, where you just, where everything fades away and, you know, you and even, I always know the book is an exceptional book when I, when I'm just thinking about it even when I'm not reading it and mm-hmm. I can't wait to get back to it, right? That's, that's it's a rare, I think in, in some instances it's a, it's a rare thing to find something that captures you that much, but, um, it's a real gift as a reader to me when I can find something like that. I'm really excited when I'm when I'm that invested in the book. You know when you know it's really a good book, especially a mystery. It's when you get to that part about twenty, thirty pages toward the end, and you can't stop reading, and you stay up all night because you have to find out what happens. Right. That's when you know right. you've got yeah. a good yeah. one. That reminds me of like Mary Higgins Clark. And I remember her book, Where Are the Children, and that was one. I think I did stay up all night finishing that book because I couldn't, I had to know. It was so tense and so torturous. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I have, and that was years and years ago that I read that, but I still have a vivid memory of being up till like 3 or 4 in the morning 
and, and because I had to see what happened. It's, it's, we, that's when you know. That's, it's delicious. That's, that's yeah, the best exactly. time to, for any book. Is if yeah, you, if that last thirty pages is like oh, I can't stop reading. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the one that I couldn't stop reading was the Da Vinci Code, the first one that I can remember that I just could not stop reading. I would be reading it on lunch hours and at home and while I'm eating dinner or before I go to bed. I just couldn't stop reading it till I got to the end. And that was the whole book. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's great. But it's it's yeah, like you said, that kind of that kind of thing is not that awesome. Even you know, not every book by the same author is going to be like that, but it just yeah. You, you get it, like you said with Mary Higgins Clark, you just get a hit and you cannot stop reading it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I think that's what we all want. <laughs> that's what we strive for, right? But yeah. Hard, hard mark to, to, knit, to hit. Do you and your sister, uh, I've always been interested in a partner uh, writing. How do you guys do it. I mean, I know some people, one person will write one chapter, one, and then they switch, and you're like, you know, this doesn't work, or blah, blah, blah. Or sometimes you are, like, spitting ideas out together, and you write it together. How do you guys uh, write? What's your style? Um, so we scoped the story and the characters out together for a while in long discussions until we, you know, kind of settle on who they're going to be, and we, and we begin to develop them. And then we, we don't really outline strictly, but we have a general sense of what's going to happen. We, tip, we typically know what the twist is going to be. Um, we don't necessarily know exactly how it's going to end, but, you know, we, we might know, okay, the next few chapters are going to be X, Y, Z. And then we speak in the, usually in the morning and decide who's going to work on what that day. And then we go off in our separate, you know, houses and we write and then we email what we've written to each other, and then we talk again after we, at the end of the day, we, we Zoom after we've read that. And sometimes we each write a complete chapter. There also are times when I may write half of it or three quarters of it and send it to Valerie and say, would you feel, do you feel like finishing this? I'm not really sure where to go with it. Um, and she'll do the same with me. And it just continues to go that way until we have a whole first draft. And then we both read the, the first draft separately. We, we each make notes, and then we talk about it. And then we put together a game plan for what we need, you know, for like the second draft and what we need to do, and what we need, maybe what we need to add, what needs to change. Um, and we go through and we do that. And sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three rounds of that until um, we're ready then to do like another read through and sort of more of a um, copy edit type of thing. So we don't really worry about fixing gram you know, grammar and words at that point because we know we might be like deleting whole chapters and adding things. But once we've gotten the story down where we think it should be, then we each read it. And um, then the, actually what we've come to now is one of us will take it and read it and go through and track changes and make any um, suggested changes send it to the other person who will then go and either, you know, accept changes or make comments, and then that, then that person will go and do the whole thing again, send it back, and it just keeps going like that back and forth until uh, until we're ready for it to go to our editor. Do you, how do you handle if you guys disagree on something? 
So if we discuss it and we talk, I mean, we just talk about what's best for the story. So usually the, the, the time that we have the most disagreement is more in the beginning when we're scoping out the story. Um, you know, we, I might think it should go one way and Valerie might think it should go another way. Once we have really ironed all of that and have agreement on it and know who these characters are and what the story is, then if we have a, a disagreement, what we'll do is we'll just say, okay, you know, if you were if you were so and so and this was your situation and this happened, how do you really think you would react? Would you really think you would do A or would you do B? And usually, that kind of thinking brings us around to the same page. And we've had a few instances where we couldn't agree, and in that case, we have sent the two different scenarios to our editor, not telling her whose was whose, and then we let the editor make the decision. Okay, that makes sense. that makes sense because sometimes it's really yeah. hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've I've never written a book with somebody, but I have written a play with somebody, and that can be just as hard as writing a book. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, I can imagine. Um. So, okay, we haven't talked for a while, so I thought maybe you would like to chat about uh, the books that. Um, that pretty much you want people to read to get to know you and 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 of course your newest book. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I would say, I mean, you go to my website, which is liveconstantine.com, and that has all of the different books. So readers can check and see what would appeal to them. I mean, I would say the Lazarus's Parish, which was our our Reese Witherspoon book club pick, um, and has now. We're excited at least sold over a million copies. That's our most popular book. And we have a prequel to that book, which is a novella, about 95 pages, all about one of the characters in that book, Amber, who's a very interesting but despicable character. Mm-hmm. And so that is that is a fun, I would say that's a fun, quick read to kind of get an introduction to that world um, called The First Shot. And um, as I said, it's a novella, so you can get it um, in Kindle or on Nook. It's only in print on Amazon right now, and it was also an, um, was an Audible original. So anybody who's an Audible member can download it for free in their Plus catalog. So again, that's the first shot. Um, and then um, coming, you can pre-order our our newest book, which we're really excited about, called The Senator's Wife, and that takes place in Washington D.C. Um, and it's about a woman who's who's remarried. For the second time, to a senator, her first husband was tragically shot, and she's back in D.C. with him, and she's dealing with a long-term illness, lupus, and she needs to have hip surgery. So she and her husband hire a home health care worker just to get her through the surgery, but instead of getting better, she begins getting worse and worse, and she starts to wonder if her home health care worker has got a different agenda other than helping her get better. So that is the senator's wife, and that's out. Yeah, Penguin Random House with Phantom with Penguin Random House in uh, on May 23rd. So that, that you know, and if anybody follows on our social media, we'll be doing some giveaways for advanced readers, and we and we'll be giving some fun like bags and different swag um, on our Facebook uh, reader reader group, which is uh, you can find on Facebook. So that's. And that's in a nutshell, I think, of what. And then, of course, anybody who's interested in the more hardcore traditional conspiracy thrillers, um, I have books under L.C. Shaw, The Network and the Silent Conspiracy, which, you know, it's funny. I, I actually never read The Da Vinci Code, 
but people constantly compare the network to the Da Vinci Code. Wow. Yes. So if you're that kind of reader, check out the network under Elsie Shaw, and those are uh, on my author page, ElsieShawAuthor.com. That is, that's a great compliment, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because, like I said, it's I, I haven't read Dan Brown, but everybody, I mean, even a lot of the, you know, um, reviewers that they're like a Dan Brown Brown esque concoction or whatever. So um, yeah, I, those books. There are two in the series. I hope to write the third one day. And um, those books I love a lot, and they're they're very fast paced and a little bit more of a commentary on what's going on in the world. So it's through an investigative journalist and you know trying to break and see what's going on with different agenda that's being pushed through the media and through entertainment and television and and legislation. So it's a very much more encompassing than the domestic suspense that Valerie and I write. I think that's cool, though. It's, it's like you're you're expanding your horizons. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. Well, yes, exactly. Um, and uh, do you have any other, other than the one we discussed earlier, any events that are coming up in the future that you know of? Uh, well, I know we'll, we'll be at Thriller Fest. That's, I think, May, you know, the end of May in New York. Um, and planning on VoucherCon, which is another conference set, but that's, I think, in November, and that's in California. So I would assume uh, for May, hopefully, we would have like three or four bookstores in the Connecticut area and then probably a couple in Maryland, excuse me, possibly possibly in New York, uh, maybe Boston. And then beyond that, I don't know if they'll send us, you know, flying out of out of state or not. Um. What is um, what what is your social media and what is your website so people can say hi to you? Oh sure. So the two different websites. The the live is liveconstantine.com, and the Elsie Shaw is elsieshawauthor.com, and then um, e- very easy on Instagram, Twitter is liveconstantine with the number two, and um, on Facebook it's liveconstantineauthor. And there's links, if you go into the, our Instagram, there's a link in our bio to um, the Facebook fan page, because that is where we'll be doing all of our giveaways. Like we're giving, there, right now there's some giveaways going on for like a, a Last Mrs. Parrish uh, pin and hat and a re- recent book club hat, and then we're giving away a Senator's White bag. And um, and then we're also going to start probably doing some, giving some advanced readers away as we as they come our way, again, on that page. So. That there's a lot of activity going on there on the, on the Facebook reader book reader group. That's really cool. So, uh, your Facebook reader group is uh, is that also under your name, or is it under your? How how do you have that listed on Facebook? Sure, it's also under it's Live Constantine. I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I tell it to you right. So the um, Facebook page, you know, we do have a regular just a regular page on Facebook, which is Live Constantine author, but the um, fan or the reader group is, give me a minute, my internet is super slow tonight for some reason. Uh, I know how you feel. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's either like lightning quick or super slow right yeah. now. And it always picks slow. the worst moment to be slow. Exactly. So it's Live Constantine Fans, the official group for Live Constantine. Um, 
so that they, they should be able to find it. But if you go, like I said, if, for a quick link um, on our Instagram, you know how you have the link, the link tree. If you click the link in people's bios, there are different little there's little links there. There's a there's a link to join that page as well there okay. to join the, the reader group. That's great. And yeah. um, just uh, one more time, can you give your website just really slow so people can write it? Down? Oh sure, sure. It's live l i z c o n s t a n t i n e dot com. And actually, there's a link on there to join this. this Facebook page too on the website. I because that's uh, one thing that I know fans like is the interaction. So that that's really great that you do that and you keep it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it you know, and it, it's nice. We love hearing. You know, so that's just. I mean, we do share things on our mainstream social media, but there's just a lot more going on on the smaller Facebook reader group. Okay. I want to thank you for um, taking the time out of your day to chat with me. I know I'm interrupting your writing and stuff. So I wanna... Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Well, tell me what you're working on, though. Uh, I have um, I have a mystery I'm working on. It's actually a, a redo of my first book, Murder, Inc., but I'm completely restructuring and redoing it. It's going to be completely different, and that probably come out sometime next year. I'm doing a book of poetry, and I have uh, a radio play that I wrote that will be coming out next year. Wow, you are super busy. Talk about a lot of writing going on. Yep, yep. And I also run a, a, well, the radio play is actually going to be on my playhouse. I have on this platform, it's called Sherry's Playhouse, and it's not all written by me. I only write one a year. (laughs) I only write one radio play. The rest are all original plays by other people, and every single one is original. Uh, They may do it on stage in their area, but it's an original radio play on my show. And great actors and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun because it's like it was great during the pandemic because – we were working on a couple of plays. It was really hard during the pandemic because some of us got sick and there's all different kinds of things that happened. But it, it was, it, they all said at my little acting group that it was it, it was good to have something to go to, you know, even though it was, oh, yeah. you know, it wasn't in person. It was on Skype and everything, but it was it was something that it was it was a place to go every a couple of days and you're meeting up with other with people you know and you're it, it, and you're working on something you're passionate about it was it I know it sounds kind of weird but that's how we all felt while we were doing the plays during that period I mean we still are passionate and stuff but it was it was it was like our only link to humans <laughs> no I don't think that sounds weird at all I think it makes a lot of sense you know it was a really tough time for everybody you know and those kinds of things to just kind of get you out of your head too a little bit and away from all the worries that were just inundating everybody. You know, it was it was a good thing. But that's that's great. Congratulations on all of that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and the play we did was uh, an allegory about the pandemic. It was it's called Dimness, and it was it wasn't it wasn't about the pandemic or any. It was just about being separated and alone. Yeah. Wow. Well, well. Hopefully that doesn't happen for ever again. Yeah, I know. It was a horrible time. Oh. 
sure was. Anyway, I again want to thank you. It was great chatting well, with thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, and I uh, look forward to seeing your your mystery come out next year. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm working really hard on it. Um, <laughs> and thank you for asking me. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, well, take care and enjoy your evening. And again, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Sure. <laughs>